Hey, Fresh Take fam. What's up? It's Pastor Sam. First of all, can I call you that, Fresh Take fam? I feel like we're on that level now. I feel like you've been listening the last couple weeks, and now you and I are family. So I'm going to start calling you that, Fresh Take fam. Thanks for joining us once again. This is the third week of our Fresh Take, and today we're being joined by Josh Wise, who's going to navigate us through the topic of what it takes to be a biblical friend. Before we get started, though, take a second, go ahead and smash that like button, and make sure that you follow us. If you have uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, go ahead and find us on there at Fresh Take Podcast. You'll see our names below it. We'd love to have you subscribe to that and just share that with your friends. Now, without any further ado, let's get started. Hey guys, as Sam said, my name is Josh, and I am extremely excited to be with you guys today on Fresh Take Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about a surprisingly difficult topic, friendship. And honestly, I feel like this shouldn't be difficult for us, right? We should have this down. We've had friends since kindergarten and before when we were in diapers. Um, But something that I've learned is the older we get, the more difficult this seems. And the more difficult it seems to talk about this. Um, But anytime we have this conversation about friendship, it reminds me of this question. And that is, why is it do we never talk about Jesus's greatest miracle? The fact that he was a 30-year-old man with 12 close friends. Now, I say that as a joke, but so often is there truth hidden in jest. Because like you, the older I've gotten, the less friends I seem to have. We get busy, we have careers, not jobs anymore. We move away from our childhood homes, we start a relationship or we end a relationship, we get married, we have kids, and honestly the list could keep going and going and going. But the truth is, they pull us away. And honestly, most of those things aren't bad things. In fact, a lot of them we celebrate as milestones in our life. But when the dust settles, we seem to have less friends and more acquaintances. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to talk about the quantity of friends that we have or to say that, like, if you don't have a whole bunch of friends, there's something wrong with you. Because that's not true at all. Something else I've learned is... When it comes to friends, quality is much more important than quantity. And that's what I'd like to take a few minutes to talk to you about today. What does it take to be a biblical friend? Or to put it another way, how can I be a quality friend? Now, by no means do I want you to think of this as an exhaustive list. Um, We are literally going to hit a couple of highlights. I don't want to keep you a whole long time today. um, But I want to share with you three thoughts on being quality biblical friends. Because personally in my life, I've been blessed with a few good, honest Christ followers in my life that have been with me through the best and the worst of it. And if I'm being super honest with you guys, I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you today if it wasn't for them. So with that, let's jump in. The first thing, if we're going to be a good quality biblical friend the first thing we have to do is be friendly. Now, hold on. Before you give me some super sarcastic remark or before you tune me out, I have this like vision of the Nicolas Cage meme playing in my head. Oh, really? You don't say. 
it's super obvious, right? But hear me out. Solomon, when he writes to his sons in the book of Proverbs, he says this, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That's Proverbs 18, 24. This verse is a warning, a challenge, an encouragement, all wrapped up into one short statement. The challenge part of this verse is that we're told that we have to be the ones to initiate friendships. If we want friends, we have to be friendly. Now, I know that's hard because I've been on both sides of this argument or of this feeling more times than I would like to remember. We either feel like, man, I'm always the one, right? I'm always the one that has to text first. I'm always the one that has to call you. I'm always the one that like, if we're going to hang out, I'm the one that reaches out and goes, yo, dude, what are we doing this weekend? Or, hey, man, what do you have going on? Let's hang out, right? And that, after a while, wears us down. Or maybe we're on the other side of this, and trust me, I have been there too, where sitting at home alone or we're in a crowded room and we just are like, man, I wish somebody would just reach out to me. Like, I'm just as uncomfortable as the rest of you guys. Why won't somebody just say hi to me? Right, I've been there. And both of those feelings, both of those points are super valid. Friendship is never meant to be a one-way street. We all need good, honest Christ follower friends in our lives. But if we're going to be a biblical friend, if we're going to have quality friends, then we have to be a quality friend. We have to be that biblical friend. And it starts by being friendly. The warning in this verse is also super important. It says to watch out for fake friends. Some translations of the Bible put it this way. Some friends don't help. Or, a man of many companions may come to ruin. We need to make a conscious effort to not be that fake, surface-level, shallow friend. The encouragement of this verse, and I love this part, is that if we are willing to take that leap, if we are willing to do it, if we are willing to be a quality, biblical friend, when we, and then we have quality biblical friends. There'll be times in our lives when those people are closer than our own families. And if you've experienced that, then you know what I'm saying when I say that is one of the most powerful feelings in the world. So after we've worked on being friendly, the next thing is we need to encourage each other. We are constantly surrounded by negativity. And I don't really have to tell you this because you know, but all we have to do is turn the TV on or look at our stinking phones and it's right there. So much so that we've come up with like these silly, crazy cliches to put it to kind of make it a little bit easier to stomach. Things like, there's no news like bad news. Or the adage in the news that says, if it bleeds, it leads. It seems like every day we're bombarded with stories about war and terrorism, crime, viruses, drugs, abuse, people dying, and so, so much more. It just gets heavy after a while, and we need encouragement. Each and every single one of us need authentic encouragement. There are numerous times in the New Testament, 
just the New Testament alone where we're told to encourage each other. This is what the writer of Hebrews had to say about it. Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. He says, we must encourage each other every single day. While we still have time to do it. Because if we don't, the world's going to make us hard. The world's going to harden our hearts. Paul understood this when he wrote to the church at Thessalonica. Listen to what he had to say. He says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as you also do. He said, you're doing it. You've got it down. You're encouraging each other. Please don't stop. Keep it up. Paul had this awesome relationship with this guy named Timothy. Um, and he starts the second chapter of his second letter to him by saying this. He said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He uses this word son as a term of endearment. And then he says, you got this, buddy. He says, be strong because you have the grace of Christ in you. You can do it, Timothy. I believe in you. Go, man. Get it. I don't know about you, but I would love that level of authentic encouragement in my life. For someone to say, man, I, I know you got this. Don't worry about it. I've got your back. You've got it. Keep it up, man. I see you. You are doing amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Or whatever it is. But don't be fake about it. Authentic encouragement. The last thing that I want to talk with us with you guys about today is we need to support each other. I think we can all agree that life is just hard. We go through challenges and a lot of times no one around us even knows what's going on. And I'm not super sure if that's because we've just been conditioned to like keep it all inside or maybe it's we don't believe that anyone actually cares. I'm not really sure. Maybe it's a mixture of both. Or maybe for you it's something else. Sam and I used to have this pastor, and one of the things he would say all the time is, there's a broken heart behind every door. Every one of us has stuff we're going through. And it would be really nice to have someone come alongside us and just go, hey man, I got you. Paul had this to say about it. In Galatians 6, 2, he says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Paul doesn't say, you know, it would be a really good idea if you supported each other. Or, hey, you might give this a try. Maybe support each other and just see how it works. No, no, no. He says it as an imperative. Do it. Support each other, guys. We need it. You need it. I need it. If, we're, if you're not supporting me and I'm not supporting you, then it's not happening. Just like being friendly or encouraging each other, it's not meant to be a one-way street. There's going to be times when you need to be supported. And there's going to be times when your friends need you to support them. But we have to do it, guys. It takes effort on both sides. One of my favorite examples of friendship in the entire Bible comes from the Old Testament. Um, there's this guy, David, and it's the same David who killed Goliath, right? We, we know that kid. And he leaves his home, and he goes to live in the palace with King Saul. 
one of Saul's sons, his name is Jonathan. And we don't have time to go through all of it, but listen to the way this verse describes their friendship. First Samuel 18, one says this, it says, And it came to pass when he had made the, an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Man, I have some great friends. I have an amazing wife. But I'm not sure I could say I love someone as my own soul. What a statement. As time goes on, Saul decides that he can't have David around anymore. And he decides that the best way is just to kill David. That will fix all his problems. And obviously this freaks David out. I mean, if the king was trying to take my head, I would be pretty freaked out too. And David comes to his friend Jonathan and he says, dude, your dad is literally trying to kill me. And they have a little bit of this back and forth conversation. And then Jonathan just stops and listen to how he responds to his friend. First Samuel 20 verse 4 says, Then Jonathan said unto David, Whatsoever thou soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. He tells his friend, I've got your back, man. Whatever you need, I got you. It doesn't matter that it's my dad. It doesn't matter that they're trying to kill you. It doesn't matter that you're in danger. It doesn't matter the situation at all. I have your back. What do you need me to do? Is there some way I can help you? Do you just need to, someone to listen? Do you already have a plan? What can I do for you? This is the kind of support we need. When we have something going on in our life that just seems like it's more than we can handle, having a friend that we can go to means everything. This is the kind of friend that we need to be. Now this brings us to the hard part. And that's the action part. That's putting into practice everything we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. I challenge you, I implore you, spend some time today and ask yourself, am I a quality biblical friend? And don't be satisfied with a surface level answer of, well, I think I am. Uh, I do pretty good things. Sometimes I text my friends. Sometimes we hang out. But really search. Ask yourself the question, what am I doing? How am I encouraging my friends? How am I supporting my friends? Am I pointing others to Christ? And then go. Be friendly. Be an encouragement to someone today. If you know someone that needs support, that needs someone to come alongside them, be that person. Go do it. Or maybe the hardest part of all, Maybe you're the one that needs somebody. Maybe you've reached a point in your life where you're just like, man, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I want you to remember one thing. David went to Jonathan. And when we read it in the Bible, it says he ran to Jonathan to ask for his help. He didn't wait till it was a good time. He didn't wait till other people didn't have something going on. He didn't wait until he saw him. He sought out Jonathan, and he said, man, I need help. If that's you today, man, reach out. Find somebody and reach out. If you don't know somebody, if you don't have someone like that, man, hit Pastor Sam up. 
He would love nothing more than to show the love of Christ to you. Hit me up. I would love nothing more than to show the love of Christ to you. Guys, it's been awesome being with you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Hey guys, thanks again so much for joining us today on the Fresh Take Podcast. I'd like to thank my friend Josh for stopping by and dropping off those takes on what it means and what it takes to be a good friend and a biblical friend. So, uh, hey, listen, if you are looking for a friend, we would love to have you come to Heritage Baptist Church. We're over here next to the airport in Chesterfield, Virginia uh, on Cogbill Road. You can search for us online, hbcministry.net. But also, man, we would just love to talk to you. Uh, You can actually email us now. And that email is the Fresh Take Podcast 24-7 at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to get to know you. If you're looking, again, for a friend, if you're looking for somebody to hang out with, or just to talk to, uh, please do not hesitate to hit that email up. We would love to also share Christ with you and what that means for us in, in our lives and why it is that we are doing what we are doing. And that is to reach young adults and just adults, really, all around our community for Christ. And so thank you again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time.